long time ago on a podcast far, far away. Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Journey to the Dagobah system as we experience the beloved sequel to the original Star Wars film, The Empire Strikes Back, with some familiar fans and folks experiencing Episode 5 for the first time ever. Be warned, this episode contains spoilers for the entire Star Wars saga along with Rocky IV, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, Indiana Jones, Jurassic World, Harry Potter, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and the Willow Smith song, Whip My Hair. So I take it that you both noticed that the Imperial March is in this movie. (laughs) It's not in episode four. So many marches. Isn't that great? Yeah. Which means that tonight we watch The Empire Strikes Back, which is arguably the greatest of all the Star Wars movies. In fact, we were talking before it began about the, f- um, the way that most p- Star Wars fans, at least that I know of personally, really favor The Empire Strikes Back with a, hu- with a, f- a few wild hairs there, here and there. Like struck back so hard. So tonight we have uh, an ensemble cast made up of people who have been in our Road to Episode 7 series so far. Abby is here. Hello. Abby, you've seen Empire Strikes Back once before, mm-hmm. but a lot of these movies you've seen for the first time while we've been watching them. Yep. Like uh, A New Hope, you just saw for the first time. Mm-hmm. Bethany's back. hey Have you been on most of the shows so far? All but one. All but one. And these are all new to you. Brand new. Brand first new. First time. Wow. What an experience. Mm-hmm. We have our one and only Star Wars fanatic, Matthew Comer, is back. I know. Because <laughs> what a shame it would be to have him on the show only to defend or to speak well of the prequels and yeah, then not have him back true. to yeah. also side with the best Star Wars movie. Thank you. Yeah. So we gave him a shot. And then Tyler's here. Hey, everyone. He's trying to purposely stay somewhat aloof and like honor Star Wars for being great movies, but then also be like, oh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not really into Hashtag it. Hashtag Ty Ty. What the? <laughs> There's, no hashtag. There's no hashtag for that. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a thing now. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Mark my words. Abby's been trying to make that happen for a while. It's, it's just has to cut on. Mm-hmm. It's time. Make it happen, people. Make it happen. I'm so, so I'm so distracted right now. My microphone smells like cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have cookies? I didn't have a cookie. <laughs> I just smelled my microphone now. That's gross. Don't they, smell your microphone. It's <laughs> 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 in front of my face. I don't know what. What do you uh, want me to do? How do you avoid smelling the microphone? Because I'm not sucking on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Someone baking cookies at Patrick's house? Maybe. D- d- does he keep the sound equipment in his kitchen? No, well we don't know. cookies right here. Patrick's uh, here with us in spirit, so I want to know from the peanut gallery over here, our ladies, what, do you have, what are your thoughts? What are your immediate review, you know? You're, you're tweeting out a review on The Empire Strikes Back, Bethany. What do you, what, what do you say? It is the best one so far. Okay. Absolutely, hands down, the most interesting. And you have zero nerd obligation to say that. You don't care. I do not care. And you genuinely liked it. I the genuinely best. liked it best out of all that I've seen so far. I, feel I like felt like that would motivate me more than any of the other ones. You know, to be okay, like into yeah. it. 
You were asking a lot of questions. That's true. There's so many there's questions. There's a lot of gaps in the moment. In these Star Wars movies. No, well, the, the, it's not that there's gaps. You just are so impatient with films. You're like, what's happening to Han Solo? What's going to happen? Is he dead? Is he dead? Is he? Why don't you okay, just well, wait when he one gets second? Baked or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little concerning. Yeah, but he looks they, totally toast. He if got you, if you together. had waited, like. It was honestly it was like but 15 seconds yeah. and then they told you, oh, he's alive. I'm just being in the movie. Type You're not being wow. in the movie. You're turning to us and asking what's about to happen. Uh, <laughs> That's the best part is that you've seen enough movies in your life to know that your questions are about to be answered, especially like, oh, is he <laughs> yeah. dead? Is he dead? Is he dead? They've talked this whole time about the fact that they don't know if he's going to live or die. So clearly the movie is going to answer that for us. And she, she doesn't trust it. Facing us. Mm-hmm. Sorry, she doesn't dead? trust movies. There's, there's been something in your past where a movie has betrayed oh you. Oh my God. <laughs> Did you watch something ambiguous and it, you've never gotten over <laughs> it's it? Just some some bizarre existential film. Are you trying film. to psychoanalyze me? Some abstract indie film has just betrayed wow. you. Yeah, she watched now you can never love again. She watched a David Lynch movie and she can't she can't make her peace with with the world. Is that the guy who what does that one movie? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I can't think of it. That's yep, him. that's exactly who it is. With the weird Toy face Story. that moves. <laughs> with the weird face. I, I think that this uh, Star Wars movie is the most quintessential of the Star Wars films. It's <laughs> it's the most referenced. It's obviously yes. the most spoiled movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this was the Luke I am your father episode. Really, well, he doesn't say that. He, it technically, it's I am your father. Yeah, no, there's no, no Luke I in there. No, I am your father. Wait, why no, I am your father. <laughs> he no says Luke. I am your father. He doesn't say Luke. Yeah. Okay. So why do people misquote that? Because there's no context in that line, so people add it. Because yeah. it just sounds weird to say I'm your father. <laughs> right. So it actually makes a ton of sense. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Abigail? What do you think about seeing Empire a second time? The first time we watched it together. She hadn't, we had, it was just because I bought that box set and we're like, oh, we got to crack it open and watch Empire. We picked a special night and she'd seen some prequel, two prequels maybe, and none of the other ones. And she was asking the most hilarious question. She, when uh, Darth Vader walked onto the screen for the first time, (laughs) she said, is he just a killer? Would he just like (laughs) kill someone? (laughs) And then later on, she says, (laughs) after sitting there in silence forever, she looks at Yoda for a long time, I guess. His head looks like abs. <laughs> abs? <laughs> That's funny. So what do you think tonight? Second um, viewing. I remember nothing about my first viewing other than the swamp. And that Yoda gets it out of the water. Yoda gets it out of the water? <laughs> the plane. Okay. Oh, um, context is helpful. I got it. I was, I was tracking with you. I thought I was pretty good. Yoda gets it up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> he just went to PG-13. <laughs> the um, plane, he gets the X-wing up okay. right out of the swamp. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was really entertaining and I did fall asleep twice tonight. Tonight? <laughs> just now? Yeah. You fell asleep twice in there. Yeah, I'm really tired. Oh my goodness. Casual moviegoer. That's why she's at the <laughs> bottom of the page. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why you can find Abby's photo under casual moviegoer. I really goer. liked the um maybe the last scene where they're on um, that guy's ship that kind of turned him in weird. In the Cloud City. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lando that's a really Calrissian. pretty ship. It's like really white. And <laughs> you like that it was clean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Wait, whose ship? It's white and no, bright. No, it's like a... Cloud ship. City is like a space station of sorts. Yeah. Oh, Cloud yeah. City yeah. sounds Cloud like a, a course from I Mario Kart. I like that, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kept yeah. thinking, this looks like your style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even the doors were kind of like cool. And yeah. yeah, they were V's pretty. on them or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
trying yeah that's what's good about this movie (laughs) (laughs) well you said something you said um during when we were watching it you said ah a movie with a real set or something and yeah, because yeah, it was all practical effects. It's all my prequel bitterness. But sometimes, especially in this one in particular, the core of uh, the Cloud City core where Luke and Vader have their first face-to-face confrontation, those sets are so gorgeous. They're like yeah. lit just beautifully and they're incredible looking. And I realize they're at some of the wide shots they use like matte paintings and stuff. But um, to see them on a set where it's like, oh, they could probably wander around. Actually in interacting with their own environment. Yeah. Yeah. Like instead that. of, you know, Coruscant where they're just walking around in a green wasteland <laughs> of, of endless green screens, <laughs> sitting on green boxes and throwing yeah. green things at each other. And none of it feels. What, what year did this one come out? 80. 80. Well, we need to fact check that. Someone just got mad at us <laughs> for when, even suggesting um, it might when be. When they were in the <laughs> snow place, the was snow. that real snow? <laughs> Were they <laughs> in real hosts? snow? Yeah. I uh, I really liked uh, the way that this movie looked. I did too. Um, I thought that the the aesthetics and the set design were really nice. I, I, I know, obviously, these movies that are, you know, 30 years old uh, clearly date themselves in a lot of ways. 1980. Yeah. 1980, yeah. I think that they did a great job making this movie look good it was it was yeah. a step up from a new hope for sure i felt like that too it and a I, bigger budget looks real yeah, cuz they realized the world was desperate for more they were just throwing money at it uh, I think it, it, it shows i think it holds to today's standards yeah it looks good even by today's standards cuz they spent a ton of money on set obviously on sets but i also i realized that <laughs> it really isn't that profound it's something that just it should obviously have occurred to me a long time ago. Uh, but George Lucas is so uh, lucky to have a story where he can put his characters on any planet in any uh, setting that he could just imagine off the top of his head. Like he could just dream up. He could dream a up planet, any single mean? environment. There, yeah. this, there is no limit other than his imagination. Mm-hmm. And Zealand. it is not unreasonable for the characters to... And that's just sci-fi in general. Well, yeah, but that's what Star Wars is known for. They're just Mm -hmm. constantly planet hopping. Yeah. And I think that that was what adds to the rich tapestry of the sets, if you will. And they're all incredibly (laughs) memorable. Yeah, each of the... Yeah, they're all very, very iconic and memorable. Each of the movies in the original trilogy seem to have, even though they're not entirely set on a single location... They have some kind of exotic outdoor landscape that feels like it anchors it in my it, in my childhood. Whenever I thought of um, the first one, I would think of desert because they yeah. spent yeah. so much time on. And now the second one is snow. Second is Hoth. You think yeah. of the snow. That, and as a kid, I'd be like, oh, the one with the snow. Even though you spend more time in Dagobah, yeah. and, but that was right. just the thing that stood out. And then there's in, so uh, much brilliance in that simplicity for him to yeah. change sets like that. And then in Jedi, you're in the forest, and I would always be like, "Oh, that's the one in the in the forest." The swamp. Something well, about those yeah. big outdoor locations. Yeah, with the teddy bears. With the teddy bears. Oh my bears, god! I can't yeah. wait. That's <laughs> all I've been waiting for. Been waiting on the Ewoks. <laughs> Six Roar. movies to get, get to the teddy me bears. To the teddy bear scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I do think Hoth is probably my favorite setting and collection of scenes from Star Wars as a whole. I think it's because of the, what are those walkers called? 
ATATs. Yeah. yeah, I just love those. But and everything about it, I love the the wampa scene. Which Bethany, did you laugh at the wampa? <laughs> yeah. What's the wampa? When the, the wampa jumped the out and knocked monster. Luke off the tauntaun, oh. she cracked <laughs> up the abominable snowman. Hand. <laughs> <laughs> the end of that when he scrapes Luke, his little muppet hand like goes on his face. I think it's like one shot. Where it looks like they were like, "Go ahead and put the muppet." Okay, yeah. move it to the left. Looks like he was checking them a little bit. <laughs> it's just so uh, funny. That wampa's just a, a real butthole because he just <laughs> smothered <laughs> Luke's face with the paw. Just, his yeah, paw. scratched him all up. Yeah, but it was like weird. It was just like unnecessary. I I wondered uh, if they. Scratch his face up on purpose just to try and make him look tougher. Well, you know, I had a. Uh, no, they didn't. He was in a car accident. You were queuing me up to yeah, say I was that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> while, we was while we were watching the movie, I, I asked, why would they scratch his face up? They just want him to look cooler. And yeah, apparently, he was in a terrible car accident. Which isn't a bad idea. I used to yeah. have this beautiful coffee table book of the art of The Empire Strikes Back, and it had a lot of those factoids in there. What happened to the book? Um, he doesn't even have a coffee table anymore. I think anymore. it went somewhere. Or uh, maybe it's packed up. It was nice. I recommend it. Abby got rid I'm of it. I'm looking at Abby. She might have gotten rid of I it. Have, I have actually never seen it. Uh-oh. Oh. This well, is a, well, this debate whether this book ever actually existed. You know, uh, there's always... We actually talk about this on the show quite a bit. The fact that when you're dealing with a trilogy and uh, George Lucas didn't even know. It's not like he had settled in concrete franchises. Didn't even work the way they did when he started. In fact, Star Wars is partly to thank or to blame, depending on how you look at it, at the concept of big franchise films. Um, So he made the first one, and for all intents and purposes, that could have been it. And he built it to kind of act like it was a serial with no other pieces, you know, like you're just seeing an episode and what could have been a larger saga. Uh, but then he invited everyone into his sandbox, so to speak, and there was merchandising and it became this global phenomenon. So when that, by the time they made empire, they were set on making more movies, which is why empire has cliffhangers in it. It actually ends unresolved it ends on an unresolved note with them saying oh we'll meet you here and then we'll go do this we still don't know who the heck job of the hut is um vader well, what what's vader right. gonna do he was just watching luke fly away and he seems pensive it's with like an, you're talking about it with a 1980s perspective i think it right. made it a better movie in, in terms of the cliffhanger though. yes yeah yeah because we know who job of the hut is from episode one yeah that audience at the time would right. have he's been mentioned in both movies we still don't know like is are we gonna leave han solo like that surely we're not yeah. gonna you know what i mean so yeah, it's clearly open-ended do you think that after the success of a new hope that they decided let's just make two more movies yes yeah they did great so yeah they they wrote one story and split it in half Right, and then so when you at that point when you've settled into what is inevitably going to be a trilogy, usually um, the finer trilogies or typical trilogy structure works with a a three-act kind of um, outline, and the second act is usually the darkest because it has to do with the rising tension and the uh, conflict sort of mounting. Right, and everyone talks about Empire being darker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we end at the second act, which is our low point in the film, right? As we build to the resolution in the third. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny because in the prequels, episode three is where they kind of end in that dark, grim. Yeah, episode three is by far the and darkest. Oddly, we most people would say episode three is the best. Yes, isn't that interesting? Which is interesting that both episodes, both five and three, 
don't end in some sort of victory at all. Mm-hmm. That's in, yeah. And the thing about ep- uh, uh, episode five, well, the thing about Empire Strikes Back that's interesting to me, it's, it's not overtly dark the way that Revenge of the Sith is, where someone's mowing down little kids and, <laughs> you know, going on a killing spree and uh, getting burned up and screaming and all the things that make Revenge of the Sith so dark. Episode five, or Empire Strikes Back, is dark more because it's it's like a melodrama. It's like there's a yeah. lot of psychological stuff mm-hmm. that's going on, and Luke is having to deal with his inner demons. And they introduce a lot of relational conflict. Yeah, the fact that he even finds out that that um, Darth Vader, which is interesting, it he learns that Darth Vader is his father, but it, we still don't. Other than just making the connection ourselves, the mystery of Anakin Skywalker is still kind of unresolved, because mm-hmm. in Episode Four, Obi Wan says that. Vader killed Anakin Skywalker, which is a half-truth at best. So at this point, he's like, yeah, you killed my father. No, I am your father. Well, then who is Anakin Skywalker? Are you Anakin Skywalker? Is Anakin Skywalker a construct? Did you really kill whoever Anakin Skywalker was? But that wasn't really my dad, you know? So there's a lot of mystery that's still out there, and Luke ends in a dark place. And part of the reason that it feels like Empire gets to do so much cool stuff and not bore everyone to death is because A New Hope built all the mythology or, or out for mm-hmm. us to play with. You know what I mean? If we would have started and spent the whole movie on a swamp hearing about the Force from the little puppet, it would probably be <laughs> like, well, what are we? what is this? What are we doing? Yoda. This is where we first meet Yoda and the bizarre little creature living in the swamp. Yeah, and Dagobah is like, the most boring part of the movie for me. No, man. That's I don't the know. It's my least favorite. I agree. That's where I kept falling asleep. Oh, I don't it's in the You just got so sick of Luke trying everyone to get that. Everyone loves a training montage. Water. That's why everyone always That's goes true. on about Rocky Four being good, and then they never talk about how Rocky Four sucks. They just <laughs> say, yeah, but when he trains, it's so cool. So what's your guys' theories on Luke attacking Vader and it's Luke's face. You're supposed to write down Rocky Four, Matt. I've we tasked it, Matt Comer with writing down the spoilers for this episode since Patrick isn't here. And Patrick, when you listen to this, you would be disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that um, the swamp scene would be better if they had Eye of the Tiger playing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but Anything that's not playing. what you get in Rocky Four. <laughs> Anything playing? <Yeah. laughs> you have a beautiful score from John Will. This is... This movie by far is the most John Williams sounding of, of all the John yeah. Williams scores. When Yoda lifts the X-Wing out of the swamp and lands it, it's practically E.T. playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is. It's great. So tell me, what was Yoda doing in the beginning of that whole scene when he was acting like a drunk three-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just digging. the vibe. He's a hermit. He probably hasn't seen humans in, I don't know, maybe the whole time. 20, 20 years. years. Yeah. yeah. Well, could he weird. just be testing Luke though? Like he's, well, he's that's what he is doing. Yeah. Because he Luke. breaks character and says this, this kid doesn't have enough patience to be a Jedi. Um, that's clearly yeah. part of it. I would like to believe some people think that since in the prequels, Yoda is so solemn that that entire beginning that we get with Yoda, that Abby said he's a drunk three year old is a put on. And none of that is actually, Yoda, he's just testing Luke entirely. I like to think that some of that is Yoda's personality and that he is a like little he's nuts. Goofy. Mm-hmm. He's getting yeah, old. I think he's kind of impish and kind of fun and <clears throat> and that also it was a ruse to test uh, Luke. I think it was m- more uh, of an act than uh, it would seem because he makes a comment about training Jedis for 800 years. Yeah. Which 
is it, if you didn't know, that's a long time. <laughs> Thanks. And Let me he's check been, your math on he's that. been in isolation for 20 years. So you can say that, yeah, maybe he's getting old or his, his time spent there alone has kind of driven him crazy. But 20 years in comparison of an 800 year life is not very long. How come he can so, live forever? What's the deal? Whatever, whatever he is. Yeah. yeah, but I'm thinking. Is he a reptile? I can't tell. But it's just, I just not, I'm not buying that he's just been driven mad in his isolation. What about, would you buy that he just has a fun side? Oh yeah, absolutely. He knows how to he's party. I think that yeah, he's 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 putting on for. He has a little Luke. bit of Jar Jar in him. No, no, stop. stop. We had this conversation. So <laughs> no, but I don't. I don't buy that because. I'm oh no. He's been. What do you? What do you? What do you think? It's just some sort of argument we have here. He runs out of the freaking republic. Is like shattered in front of his eyes. He's separated from everyone. Probably has zero contact. Self-exiled. The only other Jedi around is killed, and or becomes one with the Force. I mean, he's, I would be surprised if he goes a little nuts. I mean, what does he even have to live for? You mean yeah, his life? Obi Wan? Like he's got a little contact yeah. with Obi Wan. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's out there talking to him. Yeah, he's had hey, a God. hard. He's had a hard but last twenty some odd years. What's he doing? Do we, do we know the time difference between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back? It's not long, is it? No, it must be maybe just, no, maybe a f- six months or something. It's got to be longer. I mean, Luke is now he's a general. No, it's not. He's risen in the ranks of the. It Tons just says the captain of some kind of fleet led right. by. So yeah. let's say six months to a year. Yeah, but or they're, something. they're not like an official military. They're a rebellion. They can just hand out. Yeah, they can. Well, he had Luke one says, great. He had one great fight scene, and they're like, "This guy knows what he's doing." What does Luke Promote say? Promote him. Does he say I've I've trained or he says something to Yoda like I've been growing. Yeah. My skills. Obviously, that wasn't just in A New Hope. Like, obviously, he'd been doing some sort of training. Sure. Yeah. So I. I don't think it was very long, though, not years, mm-hmm. because the relationship between um, Han Solo and Leia has mm-hmm. some has developed without us, but it's still fairly new. They have yet to admit their feelings, so it can't be that long. Long enough. How to long do you think that he these? was in? He was on Dagobah. Clearly, longer than we're shown. It's supposed to Im- be right. implied didn't that. He, didn't he go there when? Everybody split up with the big break. Yeah, he didn't go to the ago. rendezvous. Obi Wan, Obi Wan directed him there. Oh, you're talking all the way back to episode yeah. three. So anyway, Wait, we're oh. we're on this time scale thing timeline here thing because <laughs> you think that he was driven crazy because he's the only Jedi left. That because Obi Wan vanished into the Force. That yeah. now he's going even crazier. But and it's, he saw. But the, it's only been what six months to a year in is, that time. His whole world is shattered. Yeah, he not only he lived through Order. 66. 66 being carried out, you know, the execution of all his yeah. people. So and did, his entire so did like Obi-Wan. And Yoda is in more, uh, in oh. more in con- he's by far the most in control of his emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yoda's great. <laughs> <laughs> all Yoda I know is, so Jedi? all that to say, I'm definitely right. He was just putting on an act. I'm sure there's some uh, fiction, there's some extra canonical fiction mm-hmm. out there that would tell you more about Yoda. As far as the movies are concerned, we don't know who the first Jedi is. But he's is. the strongest Jedi. They are allude to that many mm-hmm. times. He's I will say, sorry, Bethany. No, you go ahead. Uh, as a child, when he says, repeats the phrase, you will be, that was terrifying to me. He just mm-hmm. looks like creepy, kind of like the Bilbo scary eyes in Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> Same <laughs> moment for me. I love that scene. Yeah. I when I was a kid, I loved when Yoda was goofy. 
Yeah. I would get so excited yeah. for that part Jar Jar. When, when he wrapped on <laughs> R2 with a stick fighting over He's the not to the level <laughs> of Jar Jar. And I think that George Lucas is is totally justified to throw in comedy like mm-hmm. we get with um, C-3PO and R2-D2 and even with Yoda. I think it's great if it's, if it's you know, <laughs> done in the right measurements because Yoda has a, a just enough charm and and humor that you can still take him seriously when he, when he, you know, has something just worthwhile to say. They should have put some of that in the prequels. Then, you know what I mean? <laughs> they should have. They, nothing. They should have dialed down yeah. the slapstick in the prequels. You're but I mean, in Yoda specifically. Oh, yeah, some of that, that crazy no behavior. Humor. The most, the most, like anything not joyless and somber we get from Yoda is that one scene of him training the little kids where they're looking for the missing system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all. There's yeah, no he kind of, he kind of laughs and says something about how kids are smart or intuitive. And the rest of the movie, he just sits there rubbing his head and sighing. Yeah. Do you think that maybe it's because in the prequels, his he, his life is stressful, you know. He's got all this stuff going on. There's unrest He's in the distraught. Senate. There's so many unknowns. There's like they're trying to detect the Sith. They can't but see anything because the door, the dark force. Right, the dark, <laughs> the dark force. The dark side. The dark is side too is heavy. clouding. Yeah, their vision. Yeah. So now he's in isolation. He's all alone. You know, his troubles. Everything's gone to, to hell. In a, in a hand mask. And and he you know, he doesn't have the stresses. Sure he's dealing with like um pain from the situations, but he's not like carrying that stress day to day. He's mm-hmm. finding ways to cope and, and mourn and I don't know find emotional the, health and it, some rest, if you will. In the Clone War show, he's he's pretty impish and fun and yep. that he's at war all the time. Well, maybe yep. he just he just lets loose when he doesn't have the stress of the, the vacation, Jedi maybe. Knights on his shoulders. <laughs> okay, I have a comment. What if this About is like this a movie? tropical paradise for him? Seriously. So <laughs> okay. Sorry, go ahead, Abby. Um, I thought the droids, is that what they're called? We don't know C4 what you're talking C3PO? about. Yeah. If you're talking about yeah. the droids, then yeah, the droids are called <laughs> droids. Those ones. If you're talking about Yoda, then no. I thought they were really annoying in this movie. Like well, Bethany disagrees because when she saw C-3PO walk on screen, she started cracking up. And when she saw R2-D2 do anything, she got, aw. <laughs> <laughs> Except for at one point, he was kind of beeping out of control. And oh, I was like, yeah. yeah. Let Luke concentrate. <laughs> yeah, let He's Luke trying to train here. Shut He's trying to learn up. from Yoda. Just God. let him enjoy his beachfront property here <laughs> and, and work through this training montage. The best C-3PO moment is when they're in Echo Base on Hoth. And he's just sitting in the command center with his hands up, shaking, yeah. and getting <laughs> so shot at. So cute! But there's no one. There's no stormtroopers around. He's <laughs> <laughs> so, so dramatic. It's so wonderful. He gets too stank by the end of it, though. He's like so angry that he's yeah. not assembled properly. He starts snapping at everybody. He's not his best. He doesn't yeah. have well, much of a sense of humor. Travel in a backpack. No sense of humor like, in that. They must droid. have made him annoying because even the characters in the movie like. Turn he's him comic off. relief, or he's part of yeah. the comic. I think relief. maybe they just they use him to add tension to the scenes, so much so that like they turn him off at one point. They're like they're sick of they hearing him his. They turned him off twice, didn't they? Yeah, because he's such a pessimist. <laughs> he's, he's a realist. Yeah, he's too real. He tells him the odds, which is great. That's I think that's Han Solo's by far Han Solo's best line. Never tell me the end. Is that the only time it comes up? 
Yeah. yeah. It, it seems really, so fast. I know, and I really thought it'd be it's a little good. bit more dramatic. Well, that's how Han Solo is. He ain't got time to be all dramatic for the you. Rock war. He's got Whatever. he's got work to do. He's straight the to the rock point. War? What's it called? Asteroids. No, I was thinking about the rocks in the air. So you said the rock war? Don't repeat that. Did you guys have any idea? That or did you, Bethany, have any idea that when they're in the asteroid, it was actually a massive worm I creature? No idea. That was so gross. Wait, that yeah, was pretty gross. I they were that. inside his stomach. <laughs> Abby was which asleep. Is why it was Abby gooey. was asleep. Yeah, yeah. They they flew into that hole in the asteroid. Did he know that? But they didn't no. realize as they were flying into the hole, they were flying down the esophagus of a giant worm. Oh, that's why. Is that why it like first? Yep. Yeah. Shook it. That's why it was shaking. Yeah. When yeah. he shot the ground and it started like oh, moaning. Oh, did they know yeah. it then? He figured it out? That's when he out? figured it out, yeah. Oh. But I want to know how in the world this this asteroid worm is existing in that in that state. There's no ecosystem here. What is that thing eating? Why do you What's think sustaining that, why its life? Why would there not be an ecosystem? On a giant meteor? There was nothing else there. It was a desolate rock floating amongst other rocks well that worm was there so well, clearly maybe he doesn't that have worm. to eat anything he just absorbs things from he just sleeps with his mouth open is what he does. that's true <laughs> that worm and then all the weird <laughs> bats in its mm-hmm. mouth yeah, it, had, it had little bugs in there how how <laughs> wide <laughs> open does he have to be lying in there with his how wide open does his mouth have to be for the millennium falcon to, f- to fly in fly yeah. into it just do you think ships often make that mistake <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it. He's like a trapdoor spider. <laughs> it was like yeah. that was the one chance he had in his life to actually utilize <laughs> his <laughs> his talent, and it was wasted because he couldn't close his mouth in time. <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you guys don't like that training stuff. That's I the liked. Best stuff. I liked it because it's swampy and like moody. Then why and were I you l- cracking up when Yoda was on Luke's back? <laughs> because that is so funny. He's they're hip hop and he's like, come cool. What's talking about the dark side on his <laughs> back. I'm like, that's pretty serious stuff to be doing when you're tree hopping, tree What's swinging. Uh, he's wh- literally swinging like Tarzan from the trees. Yeah, he's like, the dark side. No, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> you know, I love her impressions. <laughs> this, this viewing what? has actually been a bummer for me. <laughs> so sorry, Betty. <laughs> I have these so rose colored glasses <laughs> with nostalgia and she kept pointing out things that are a little silly they're and goofy, now yeah. they're just ruined forever for me. <laughs> Bethany like, Yoda sorry. swinging on his back like this little <laughs> puppet. So cute. Like, yeah, Bethany started laughing when she saw uh, Yoda hanging mm-hmm. from Luke's back. Every time Han Solo said anything, you would laugh. <laughs> it started. It started shaking Matt's faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I he's having do doubt. Now I don't want to shake anybody's faith. But I speaking of of Han Solo, you had a, a roller coaster of emotions. Oh, with it's all so over the place. With let's him. let's take one step back because when as soon as we found him in that cantina on Mos Eisley. You were like, mm. mm-hmm. he is so handsome. Those mm-hmm. were your words. He's so handsome. But then during the course of this movie, sometimes you were like laughing at him. And then sometimes you were like, I don't like him. He's a jerk. <laughs> he was a little grabby and a little. He's a bully. Bully. Yeah. It was a little bit. You think he was what? a bully to Leia? Yeah. Yeah, he was now, yeah, I mean the, like the, the romance scenes here are <laughs> drastically different. Did you hear that? She just paid you a great compliment. <laughs> so I missed it. What? <laughs> she said you remind her of Han Solo. Because <laughs> you're a bully. In context you're a bully. I bully you in the same <laughs> way. Oh boy. <laughs> oh anyway, boy. there's no name con here, but 
the romance scenes are drastically different Better. than that of Padme and Anakin. Except oh for the gosh. gross incestuous crap. Oh my god. <laughs> Between Luke, yeah, Luke. Oh, stop kissing on the mouth. <laughs> oh my god. Leia kissing Luke on the but mouth, which is weird because I think a big question is why is Leia two timing? I know she's kind of She's just trying loose. to make Han Solo jealous. She's yeah, loose, she was, man. She she's, dishes it. She wasn't yeah, being. She does. She mm-hmm. pl- she's playing little Lukey Uh-oh. Luke. Oh, yeah. No, but I mean, she's like. To see his she was exploiting. On. Like, she's oh. insulting yeah. him, and she's. Yeah, I think she is rude to him, but I I think he's a little bit like. Ah, like a lot. He's, 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 that's just how he is. He's brash and arrogant. We, the people listening to this podcast don't know what bah, a lot he's just means. Like, he's just like, what are you doing? And just like <laughs> yelling and grabbing her. And well, but he I know knows. you like it when I do that. You know? He doesn't play like, games, doesn't. Bethany. He's she not going to play like games. That. He's a scoundrel. He is playing a game. And he's no like, games. He's I know you like scoundrels. What are you saying? What? <laughs> no, he's what's a scoundrel. A, what's no. a nerf herder? Yeah. I we don't, we know don't know, that. but it's a... He's a scruffy nerf. In the context of the movie, we don't know. Matt he's, like, he likes, know that. he's like, scruffy, hey! I knew all the names <laughs> of the guns, but I don't know a nerf herder. He is. He's is a nerf herder a gun? No, just... This is something that I like to actually point out, because uh, whether it's Han Solo or even Indiana Jones and the the romantic stuff that you get from adventure movies, whenever we see someone try to utilize that same spirit in a movie now, the audience will flip out and and pan and boo the thing. And the example I'd like to use is in Jurassic World. So Matt Comer, write down Jurassic World. I'm about to say a spoiler about it. There's a scene where Chris Pratt's character, Owen, uh, is being rescued by um, Bryce Dallas Howard's character, Claire. And in this like life or death situation or near-death experience he gets up off the ground after she's saved him and she's like become this heroine of sorts and they kiss all of a sudden right because he's grateful that she saved him yeah and i'm thinking that's great that's like something out of a star wars or indiana jones type movie and he's Mm -hmm. clearly playing a han solo type character oh yeah kind of grumpy Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. just kind of smarmy and smart alecky and but but very someone you still want around because awesome. they're going to get the job done. Yeah, because yeah. he's great. He's great. And but uh, you know they have a heart of gold. They're just grumpy and frustrated with what's happening around yeah, them. Yeah, they're good people. And she plays someone who's kind of like Leia. She's cold and aloof, but then uptight. she's also she's uptight, but she has like a inner hero type of thing that comes out more and more. Mm, uptight because she's carrying so much responsibility. Yeah. I think Leia Exactly. Yeah, she's a leader. Right. She kills more stormtroopers than probably anyone. In oh yeah, she's yeah. great. People People I was gonna say she is like one of the leads, and I never actually is knew she that a Jedi? until I watched these. No, but she's force sensitive. Probably, yeah. she doesn't know yet. Well, we still don't know that they're brother and sister. Yeah. Um, Even though they communicated telepathically. Yes. Well, we yeah, but we, in the movie, we just assume that it's Luke communicating with right. his force capabilities. But they there are hints to it. Um, obviously we know from the prequels, but uh, Yoda says there is another mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I caught that. I still, with along with many fans, maintain that I really don't believe that George Lucas had decided they were brother and sister. No, that kiss would, would have been so bizarre had yeah. he decided. I think that he... he Unless he's just trying to throw us all off. It's yeah. like, I'm going to so They were sitting around That's a board a meeting and they were like, you know, it's not that weird that they kissed in the last one. Let's go ahead and do it. Let's make a brother <laughs> and sister. Come on, yeah. everyone, let's do it. 
how to say. I mean, don't you think they kind of had to throw that one out? They had to be like, it wasn't. No, George, it wasn't a big deal. So you think when Yoda says there's one more, it, it just means somebody else entirely. I'm sure they had something of a treatment where there was going to be another person out there. And maybe it was even a, a lost sibling or something. But it just seems to me that that, that one kiss <laughs> would just not be there right. if that was the case. Mm-hmm. Everyone, if they absolutely unequivocally knew that's where the story was headed, everyone, I feel like, on set... Because George didn't write the screenplay. He wasn't a director. He just helped arc the story. People were he, collaborating he a, on yeah, these he pictures. he has a story credit and a producer credit. They'd sit around going, we can't have them yeah. share a passionate kiss. They're siblings. And we know that the audience is going to find out the <laughs> you next You think minute. that yeah. someone would be the voice of reason? I really think George. so, don't you? Nobody said anything around the table, though. They were like, no, <laughs> wasn't that big of because a deal. Because they were... Spit strings yeah. and everything. I mean, because they hadn't decided yeah. to make yeah, them brother and sister. I mean, when they were going into the next one, I'm sure they were like... I think they were playing know. it more like this was like a Harry, Ron, and Hermione thing. <laughs> whereas everyone wants like uh, Hermione and Ron to get together, but... Harry is the hero. Shouldn't he end up right. with the girl? You know what I mean? It's like that kind of thing. got a redhead. So I'm talking about Harry Potter now. You might yeah, want to write that write down. That that's down. a spoiler for me. I've never seen Harry Potter. <laughs> oh. that's, that was a spoiler for me too. the redhead like every good hero. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. So what? Oh. by the end of the movie, Bethany, Alan, yep. how did you feel about Han Solo? I liked him a lot better. What Plus you I fi- felt sad that so he was all Bethany, welded you, together. You had a really strong reaction to that uh, final moment of sentiment between Leia and Han Solo where Leia confessed I love you she finally admitted to us and to herself and to everybody in that room including Darth Vader that she loved Han Solo and And this sucker is like you just groaned inside no he he didn't say I know know. if you think about it it's actually far more romantic that he said what he said because in that moment everyone thought that he was likely to die right and Mm -hmm. leia had been so um standoffish even though she had been slightly warmer to him as the movie went on but she had said some really mean things to him when he had been more clear about the way he felt so in that moment it was more like an affirmation of like it's it's an okay it's okay you know what i mean i i know yeah i felt that that, but i do wish he would have been like Back at you, kid. <laughs> well, the <laughs> little something a wink. The word is that while they were shooting it, uh, the screenwriters actually did have Han Solo saying, "I love you too." But when the day com- when the day came and they were on set, Harrison Ford said, "This just does not feel right." He would not respond in this way because he's so dry and to the point. The rest of their relationship that it would just kind of feel out of place. So he insisted. And they I said, think it would have okay, felt weird. I think he was they right. change it to mm-hmm. I know. It, I felt, it, felt, it, don- it honestly feels like more true to his character. You know, I think that one of the reasons that Empire Strikes Back feels so much stronger than the other movies and in the other two being absolutely f- fantastic in my opinion, but this one feels like it stands out so much more is because it's also quite streamlined compared, especially to a new hope. It's way simpler. It doesn't have as many balls in the air. If you think about a new hope, we have to establish the empire versus the rebellion. Then we have to go to Tatooine and meet Luke and get his whole thing. He has to go learn about Jedi's, which we don't even know what that is. And then they meet up and then there's the whole Han Solo thing. And then we got to go to space and then the movie feels like it ends. And then you go back out into space to have the whole death star battle. And then it feels like it all wraps up in a nice, neat little boat. But this movie, after you get off a of Hoth, it's mostly just 
Cloud City with one set of main characters and Dagobah with our other hero. And that's it until they converge right. at the end. But as simple as that is, I, I realize that George Lucas and the screenwriters, um, not to give, you know, not to discredit them, uh, mm, find very clever ways to keep pushing them into new like environments because that light lightsaber match between Luke and Vader starts in the um, carbonite room where there's lots of steam and their lightsabers mm -hmm. are glowing and it's really cool. Those stairs with red lights in them because this is a, this is <laughs> a way all know how cool that is. <laughs> there's a factory. And so of course they've got to put ambient lighting into their stairs. Why wouldn't they? Uh, but then Darth Vader falls and now they're in some hallway in front of a big window and then they get sucked through the big window. Now they're out on a platform above a giant hole. It's, yeah, this a is great one, one fight yeah. where we get all these different settings and it, it makes it more compelling. Which is great because if you think about it, like uh, the what's something comparable? Phantom Menace, there's the like triple lightsaber duel between Darth Maul, Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan in the core of uh, some freaking thing that's right. not, none of it's core, real. Yep. Core that's clearly designed to be reminiscent of this Right. Match. It's supposed to be evocative of the memories yeah. we have, but it's not because it looks so sterile and plastic and, yeah. and PlayStation. But yeah, they're, they're fighting their way through the inner bowels of a giant spaceship. Right. And Peter Nikiforov uh, made the point on one of these episodes that he felt like the, cor the sword choreography was so much more advanced. Um, and I think Matt brought that up as well. Maybe you didn't. I don't want to make you feel bad when? if you did. Yeah. About the in how episodes the, one through three, yeah, yeah, the the sword stuff is well, is obviously a step up from what we see in terms of yeah actual fencing. Well, they or started whatever. adapting like martial art, yeah, sword fighting styles. But even I even notice in episode three, you start noticing Anakin is more just like brutal and just like strong slashes in the way he fights, especially near the end of it, which seems very much more Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. Just kind of like strong brute force, yeah. Goes for it, knocks Luke around a bunch. Yeah, that's how these yeah. these yeah. fights play out. And it's it's funny to me that even now, not not as like a, I don't think it's hard for me to turn it off, but not as a purist, just as someone who likes the movie. I feel so much more engaged and involved in that duel between Luke and Vader in the Cloud City core. Uh, even though the the sword choreography isn't nearly as mm -hmm. quote unquote impressive as when the prequels, yeah, than when they're but doing flips and yeah, this this uh, fight is still way better than Vader and Obi Wan. That's <laughs> yeah, true, seriously. <laughs> but it's also there's cat and mouse involved. I mean, it's like it's not just straight fighting montage for six minutes. Like yeah, yeah. looking for each other. Vader starts throwing things at him. Yeah, he's jumping out of holes and Vader even teases fall. him a bunch. He's like. Just watching what he does and saying, "Oh, impressive!" You can yeah. tell, yeah. You can tell Quit. Vader, like, there's a couple times he even like purposely strikes and misses on purpose. Uh -huh. You know, the whole time he's not planning on. Yeah, when he's right. just hitting yeah. random yeah. objects. We know as the audience, yeah, he's not going to mm -hmm. kill Luke. Yeah. Do you think that he chose to cut off his hand? He's like, you know what? So I'm Happened gonna make you more like me than you will ever know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Suck it. We were joking around that we should start a, a tally of all the limbs that have been chopped off so far in these movies. 
Even the abominable snowman wasn't, <laughs> wasn't immune to getting an arm cut yeah. off by a lightsaber. And the uh, the criminal in, in Mos Eisley Cantina. Yeah. That, uh-huh. that had full-on blood and everything. Mm-hmm. Still, though, I want to hear you guys' theories. Why is it Luke's face in the Vader helmet on Dagobah? Mm. Foreshadowing? Was yeah, it was, it was some sort of foreshadowing. I think that maybe it, it was just... Uh, a warning about the dark side. It, it was his vulnerability to it. That scene really scared Bethany when Vader walked out from behind a tree. She started freaking out. She said, "Is he there? No. <laughs> Is he really there? No. No." Well, and we just heard from it. Yoda that it's it's all like hallucinatory. That's not what he. That's not at all what he said. <laughs> Make up some more. I like this. <laughs> we didn't hear any of that. We just heard. It's like a you're not going to need your sword. Which psych, he did need his sword. And that's all he said. He didn't say. He didn't need a sword, though. That's sword. the thing. He acted violent. That's why I think he flipped out and acted out violently to attack. Oh. And then he saw himself in Vader. It's like yeah. he's seeing himself. I, I think that the writers the were side. trying to create a connection between him and Vader. Like they are the yeah. same flesh and blood, mm-hmm. but they couldn't just show us Vader's face in there. Or it was also some, an allusion to like. You need to be careful because this can be your your fate. Yeah. Well, I think it's all that. Vader I think it's human. more about yeah. his vulnerability at that at that moment because when he wants to leave uh, to go help Han Solo and Leia so bad, the the warning is that he he hasn't learned how to control his emotions enough that his vulnerability to the dark side will be at critical mass. I think that that's what that vision was all about, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm really right about it. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, you agree? Yeah. <laughs> Do you, uh, <laughs> we do get a glimpse, uh, behind the mask for Darth Vader for just a second. Yeah. We, we, without the context it's of like the prequels, we, we finally <laughs> realize, <laughs> we finally realize without the context of the prequels that Vader is human Yeah. because until now he, he could have been anything. It could have yeah. been some sort of alien monster. I wouldn't have known. Wait, how you still couldn't tell you'd be human? Yeah, in we that still don't know that he's human really? based on that. We see one pale, bald, like, veiny yeah. head. Is, it was like red. But I no. think yeah, I've always definitely disfigured. You kind of would assume he's human. I mean, he's part of the because empire. Because he's got a head and Everyone's two arms. Human. And Everyone human. on the empire. Is are human. Yeah, they're all human. So don't go back right. to your whole alien design <laughs> thing again. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I can't do it anymore. But but more importantly, Bethany. How do you feel that we got to see what is essentially Darth Vader's bedroom? <laughs> we're in a dark like house. He's in there meditating, just, you know, relaxing, watching the a little TV. It's kind of like an egg. It's like a meditation yoga room. That's what yeah. I was thinking. It's like he's always, he was yeah. sitting Indian style. In one of Abby, the how do you feel about his design aesthetic? Not as good as Cloud <laughs> City, huh? It's a little dark. Feng Shui all right in uh, there, though. Yeah. It was but bright on the inside. It's clean in there. It's clean. Mm-hmm. He's got great housekeeping. That's why he wears that suit. He's a germaphobe. So is why he does he take <laughs> his hat on and off? Why does he take his hat on and off? Because you know, you come home, you want to put your hat on the rack. <laughs> <Yeah>. and <it's laughs> you know. Did we ever see his face? And Just like Mr. Rogers, so he comes people. home yeah. and puts on a sweater. Episode six. We will. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Mr. <laughs> put Mr. Rogers on the list. <laughs> Dang it. Mr. Rogers comes home, puts on a sweater. Darth Vader kicks off his, 
you know, his dress shoes and puts on some sneakers. Is that like his little sleeping room though? Because he is in there and he's, is he channeling the dark side? Is that he's what he's trying get to some do? Sleep. <laughs> he's got to get some sleep. Why are you laughing? That is like legit. <laughs> it's what the Jedis do is they sit in a room and channel I mean, Yoda the stuff or Yoda did it. Yoda did do it. Episode three. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's what channel. they do. And yeah, it's, they're sitting yeah. around yeah. Yeah, meditating. Yeah, the stuff. Well, he's got totally a TV in there. It's true. He, he did have that TV yeah, where he could FaceTime. He could FaceTime with his general. If Vader keeps force strangling all his generals, there's not going to be any one around I actually, it's, it's I a will great say, go ahead Matt sorry we're gonna say the same thing right but I thought okay say it at the same time he was incredibly, <laughs> incredibly so strong in the force because <laughs> he force chokes a dude doesn't move his arms where in the past he has yeah. raised his hand and then why he's choking the guy he starts another conversation <laughs> yeah. promoting the dude while the <laughs> other guy's getting choked like, out yeah. can we wait for this guy to be dead for a second <laughs> he had to force choke that one guy with his hand in the first movie so we'd understand right. what was yeah. what was happening uh, I think of, that it, it was a good tell for the power of the Sith that they're capable mm-hmm. of affecting somebody's health without being in the room from a very long distance yeah I don't know if he needed the TV to be on or not to, so he could see him, but he was able to, to kill that guy <laughs> from far away. Meaning well, our theory about um, Darth Sidious affecting Padme's health hey. could be very valid. And we know that Darth Sidious was able to like get a read on Vader's feelings when he was in a different mm-hmm. system. Yeah. He was in Mustafar while yeah. Sidious was still on. Yeah. But before we get away from this conversation about strong support, I want to know if Bethany was more satisfied with Leia's attire in this movie. Uh, <laughs> She's got a lot of thoughts. Better, I got to be honest. Her support, if you will, <laughs> in the last episode was not, frankly, not appropriate. And she was uh, just hanging out there loose. It just was a little too loose. <laughs> just a little too thin. Exposed. She's a lot. More, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's hear support. it. She's supported differently. She She's got someone to embrace her. And, yeah, and she wore she a like big, like she wore a lot of puffy vests. Well, she one. had to she had to stay warm on the snow planet. Yeah, so we didn't we weren't exposed to as much like white. <laughs> Flowy blanket, but that cold air might have exposed. (laughs) Okay, no, not that. I just the last one was clearly. I had an issue. I just was. She had an issue. She kept bringing it up. She (laughs) kept saying, "Get this woman a bra." (laughs) (laughs) Kept shouting, "Get this woman a bra." (laughs) Because she needed one. You're concerned about her, Gabby. Hey, it was the 70s. They were free. I know. Really, I think she had one. They just didn't really wear the same kind back then. It was like lace or something. It was just like. (laughs) Okay, that's well. She is a princess, so it's fancy. Yeah, but this one was all her outfits were a lot sturdier and more concealed. So she was wearing a red dress thing one time when she was on the cloud planet, and she probably could use a little bit more support. Wow, you just paid a lot of attention to. She really did. I just thought if I had to make commentary (laughs) on it, I have to be you know aware. All that said, I don't want to speak too much about that. You have to give George Lucas and the writers a lot of credit for not. Forcing her into gender stereotypes that kind of discredit her leadership because she's a really strong she character. Is. At one point, all these she's like, leading a bunch yeah, of men all the she's time. She's like, "You do this and you do that." And yeah, don't even she kills so many stormtroopers. Yeah, she's, she's very violent. She's totally capable of handling, handling herself. Do you I like think her as boys? Yeah, yes. she's fun. Well, wait I till th- you see her in the next movie. I think that <laughs> and the gender stereotypes just comes crashing. Now let's just put her in a bikini. Now <laughs> she becomes a slave to <laughs> a giant monster. She gets in a bikini. <laughs> she becomes and the subject of a, yeah, oh. a sex slave in a golden objectification bikini. fantasies. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, it is a shame uh, that Leia, I don't think, is is really taking the time and the emotional space to deal with the fact that all of her people exploded on her planet. I kept right. thinking about that. I'm like, this woman is in Maybe denial. that's why she's so snappy and mean. Maybe it's because yeah, she has a connection to the Force and she's already practicing her Jedi ways. She's the daughter of a senator, though. She knows how to be cold. Okay. That's politician. True. Yeah. Mm, politician. That's true. It's in her blood. Her mm, mom was a politician. She made the right move, the right decision. It's hard to decide who the heck is doing Leia's hair all the time. <laughs> she right. goes into one room on Cloud City and comes out with these <laughs> bonkers braids. That's like, who's Not in there? Not as crazy doing? as Amidala. It's true. true. A yeah. million times. She would come out and it was like. And she it always was had like weird what? lips. Her lipstick was so weird. She'd always had geisha like status. Yeah, geisha yeah. lips. That was just in the first one. No. Padme, Padme had, had a lot of uh, Leia style buns in the other episodes, two and three. Two, she still had a little bit of crazy. And she still had weird lips. Okay. <laughs> okay. Man, you guys pay a lot of attention to the... So they're foreshadowing hairstyles. I was just looking at Han Solo. I thought her braids were cute this Straight time up. around. I thought okay. they were way better. She I looked thought, prettier. I thought Han looked very handsome. In this yeah, movie. me too. <laughs> I think Mark <laughs> Hamill... That's the first thing I said. Mark <laughs> Hamill looks nice and uh, buff. His, yeah. his arms are real fit. Okay, he looks way bar. better. Okay, there's a scene where he like... I don't know. After he scratched, in the he's in the bathtub water. of healing. Yeah, scene. but no. After that, his hair is all fluffy. And he looks so weird, but he looks way better in the rest of the movie when he's like all greasy. And yeah, like, I agree. You know I was I mean? thinking about I was thinking about how many guys in the seventies or eighties got that haircut where they could kind of like whip their hair back and forth and have little pieces <laughs> sticking <laughs> to the outline of their face. Yeah. Whip my hair <laughs> back and forth. He looked a lot. He looked a lot better. Spoiler. But I mean, yeah. did you guys? So you think they'd want your hair? You'd have your hair like that if you were a boy totally. back then? Totally. Yeah. You probably well, you were still. still I still kind of do, but you know. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I feel like you're patronizing us. Huh? Is that right? Mm-hmm. How come the conversation with you guys over the last 10 or 15 minutes <laughs> has all been about like what kind of bras the women are wearing? You brought what up kind of Listen, makeup. I was about to leave that at the door. You said that you leave were... Leave your bras at the door? You wish that you could have brought up the bra last, last week. Last week I felt like I really should have said... <laughs> This was just a big thing I noticed. And <laughs> I was just going to leave it there. I noticed just a things. couple things. <laughs> just a couple things out there that I noticed. I just wanted to see if any of the female listeners noticed the same thing. Well, now's your chance, female listeners, if you're out there. There's female <laughs> listeners. Talk about <laughs> All three bra. of you, listen up. <laughs> oh, man. Which, which brings us to, we had a gentleman on our website. What was his name, Tyler? Bob? Craig? Bob. I don't know. Oh, Wait. great. Well, Tyler's going to double check that. He he got at us. He had just listened to the show for the first time. And um, he had some helpful corrections. Shane. 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 First name, Shane. And what were the... Why'd you say Bob or Bob. Greg? <laughs> Bob also commented, uh, but he said something else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Right. Uh, Bob had a, a theory that um, the poor aim of the uh, this is not Shane. I'm talking about Bob, the other guy, right yeah. now. Poor so Bob. don't don't be confused, Bob. You're not the other guy. Bob, <laughs> Bob made a comment, uh, and his theory is that the stormtroopers um, have terrible aim in Episode Four because uh, they're intentionally missing, so that our our heroes can get away free and then can be followed to the rebel base. 
Okay, that's fit. That's like that not water. the worst thing I've yeah, ever. Yeah, there's some water being held there, but Good. they're also their aim is horrible. It is just five, generally except terrible. Except one thing I notice, they don't hit anything until they get to the Millennium Falcon, and they're just dead eye with it. Just <laughs> even as it's flying away, they hit it three times. That, pull, that poor <laughs> Millennium Falcon. I'm always so worried about that ship. Mm-hmm. We spend the entire movie with watching them try and fix that yep. dang ship. I will say it does look a lot. The Millennium Falcon is cool looking. It's cool. Mm-hmm. This time I was like, it kind of has like a. It's a symbol a of freedom. Mouth. <laughs> How come they fluctuate in how they pronounce it? Is it the Millennium Falcon, Falcon or Falcon. the Falcon? Who in the world says Han Solo oh, says a, Falcon? I see a bird like flying by. I'm like, oh look at that Falcon flying around. Mother and sometimes Falcon. they call Han Han. Han you notice yeah. that? It's like well, oh, Leia too. The little Han. the Leia, gold C three PO calls it Leia. And then <laughs> and let's not forget that when Leia was negotiating for Alderaan, she suddenly had a British accent. So <laughs> <laughs> the way people talk is not consistent in these movies. Oh man. Uh, anyway, Shane, as you were saying, mm-hmm. until we you know shot very quickly down that side trail. Uh, it's what we do here. Yeah. <laughs> he said that he enjoyed the episode so much, and we we love we appreciate we appreciate that, Shane. We, oh we wow, love nothing but good things episode. to say, huh? Uh, say learned a lot. He says our biggest error <laughs> was that the stormtroopers are clones. Uh, we in our last episode were talking under the assumption that the stormtroopers, who previously were the clone troopers simply just rebranded their name and continued fighting for the Republic, who's now the Empire. <clears throat> but apparently, between episodes three and four, all the clones died. Why? Do you know more about that, right, Matt? All I know is they switched it to recruitment. So recruitment. Like, they recruit So all of these stormtroopers enlisted. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, they're enlisted. Where in the heck did they get all these people to fight for the Empire? Well, it's a big old <laughs> galaxy Mayna. far, far away. I mean, the whole empire <laughs> filled with people. Uh, or apparently, maybe, maybe they drafted him. I mean, they talk about how, you know, each governor or whatever has control of their sectors. I don't know. Yeah, it's conscription. They just I think it's oh, weird okay. that there are planets that don't even know what's happening with the empire. It's a big, big galaxy. Outer space. Guess, so but I'm like, big. you're not doing a good what job do with planets? your like radio thing, letting people know you're taking over. Like the cloud planet didn't actually know. They're like Darth just got here before you did. We didn't know. Any- I mean, like no, they knew he to existed. Like they just avoided him. They yeah, operated. So is that what they're doing? They're all independently just from their influence. Okay. Yeah. Just, and they're just, just a small, a big old galaxy at war. Colony. It's like yeah. the Star Wars, you know. Star. <laughs> get <laughs> it? Do you get it? Um, anyway, what else did Shane uh, say? Shane says that we miss we misspoke to say that the stormtroopers were the clones from Episode Three because. Clones uh, age at twice the speed of humans. So by the time that uh, A New Hope began, these clones from episode three were about 50 to 60 clone years old. This is old. Isn't there a moment in episode two where like the breeder lady on Camino mentions that they already have the next group of clones being trained and there's like little kids there. Yeah, I see. Being trained anyway. So that I don't think that no offense, Shane, (laughs) that theory works that they'd all have just died out by then. Because, I mean, in episode two, there's like five year old clones. Yeah, they had more, more, more coming, Shane. What do you got to say to that? We're listening, Shane. Also, (laughs) Shane, uh, 
I've I've got to point out to Shane. I just that's the first comment I caught from him. I love it so far. <laughs> I'm just you know I'm just getting into it. Um, I did notice that he made one big error. Uh, yeah, and I thought that this might help. He says yeah, that you made an error, Shane. Shane says <laughs> that we spent too much time picking on Abby, and in, that in our last episode that maybe that was part of the shtick, and he just didn't know it yet. Well, uh, Shane, that's not actually accurate. Uh, we spend most of our time picking on Bethany. <laughs> Let's clarify. Actually, make that quite clear. So we know where the abuse is. <laughs> and <started>. that <laughs> definitely is part of our shtick. Yeah. So is this shtick? Yeah, shtick. <laughs> so we just shtick. thought we'd help you out by letting you know that. I have Shane. some more clone information. Okay, this just in. So some of them um, are clones that Uh-oh. are rechristened. As Imperial Stormtroopers. Christened? Like smashed with a champagne bar? water on your um, head. But the oh, evidence like for them not all being clones is varying heights and voices mm-hmm. and sizes of Stormtroopers. So I think it was kind of a phase out what clones were left. I'm sure a lot died in the Clone Wars. And kind of mixed in with enlisted men. It seems odd. Why would... Why? Just why? <laughs> why? That's that's all I've got. Why? They had so many clones. I don't I don't understand why it was such a ridiculous thing to assume that some of those might be clone troopers. I mean, they had an in, an well, enormous army. Yeah, we from episode three to four. There's no reason why we would think anything else than the just the clones. But the fact is that they were enlisted men before they were clones. Four, four and five were made before three, two and three. So that's yeah. Yeah, it was it was not intentional. So Shane, you know, what can you do? Shane, make sure you tell us what we're saying wrong in this episode. I'm sure there's going to be something. And welcome to the show, by the way. We love you. You're welcome, you're, Shane. Tell your friends, Shane. You're the best. Um, but it wasn't all uh, confusion about Bethany and overlooking Bethany. Another person named Pierce W. <laughs> tweeted at us and said that. They loved uh, a New Hope podcast. They've been watching the movies and listening along. Um, hashtag dark house hashtag <laughs> sucka hashtag Bethany is cool oh piercing loving cool. you I wish but I had someone like that on Twitter I just had a guy tell me I'm the worst <laughs> after my <laughs> podcast debut yeah. he said congratulations Peter tweeting at Peter you're no longer the worst Matt is the new worst <gasps> hashtag Matt is the new worst hashtag new oh Matt is the new worst new Matt is the new worst <laughs> I was Poor a little Maddie. hurt, but then I was like, <laughs> I'm kind of happy for the exposure. <laughs> Matt, you're not the Got worst. Got my first hater. Yeah. You're not the because worst. Because, well, actually, this is a quick rabbit trail, but I think it was because I'm not Star Wars pure. But I will say I was burned by not being Star Wars pure because I got some horrible spoilers from the movie, and oh. I regret it. Oh and I'm goodness. sad. Okay. And I went like one public. too far with the TV spots, <laughs> and I have now, I know this, I'm not. Star Wars pure, but I'm like I don't know what I am honestly anymore. I don't know where I'm at. But <laughs> Star Wars, I only watched the original the two teaser trailers or three, excuse me. And after that, I'm just I'm done. Mm-hmm. Just, Wait, I, so you burned. saw something extra that yeah, burned you? Too much. I saw someone <laughs> that uh, that I follow on Twitter that I know loves Star Wars very much tweet today. I have to turn off the internet for the next two weeks. Too many spoilers. 
and they're the type that's that's like you that wouldn't protect themselves. World's coming around. We warned you. I know. Live, live a sordid we life. We warned all you out choices. there. <laughs> In fact, lifestyle. we had someone named Brad Rich tweeted us and say, sadly, they had to unfollow at Star Wars, which is the official account. It's become next to impossible to avoid spoilers with such drastic yeah. ac- without such drastic action. <laughs> Hashtag Star Wars pure. So thank you, Brad Rich. <laughs> We're proud of all of you out there who are trying to stay Star Wars pure. We've got so many stories of people getting up and running out of movie theaters during the previews to avoid any Star Wars spoilers. Yeah, tell them what I did, Abby, during the the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, we were watching the parade as a family. (laughs) And (laughs) the beginning of the trailer comes on and Josh leaps over the couch yelling and plugging his ears <laughs> and i was like what? that's, that's, that's right. the most rational thing to do in that moment <laughs> that's right I'm like what and Where you know you what going? i didn't see anything i saw like i heard notes of the score and <laughs> i saw a screen that looked like star wars and i went for it turned out i was right yeah. it's leaped it's over the couch the behind the couch it's, it's a dangerous it. game you know these these trailers it starts out small it's just a little bump just to take a little taste you know <laughs> well the first time won't Why hurt using lingo just like take that. a little teaser you know and then mm-hmm. soon enough, they're showing you full scenes. I'm they're, show, they're showing you cast members. I think, it, I think it's more <laughs> like you, you get in there. You think you can be a recreational <laughs> user. You get in there and you're alone and the music's on. And you start kissing a little and like <laughs> hugging a little. And you're like, we'll, we'll knock it off in just a second. <laughs> and then you, all of a sudden you got some hands up the trailer shirt. And you're like, well, we're getting married anyway eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, you're on the oh ground. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and on that wedding night, you're like, old news. <laughs> I guess I'm somewhere in between that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I hope that there's plenty of guilt. <laughs> We're saving ourselves for Shame our watching really. day. Is there no grace for Shame. this man? There no. is no grace. He did this to himself. He's confessing this, this publicly is be to well, a squillion people. Soon well, enough. I still watch all the trailers pretty much every day, and it's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> soon enough, December, December 18th is just going to be a shotgun wedding for you. Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. You can leave a comment on this episode at youhatemovies.com or bother us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at youhatemovies and facebook.com slash youhatemovies. Join us next week as we conclude the original Star Wars trilogy with episode six, Return of the Jedi. Now is the time to follow along with You Hate Movies on social media as we count down over 30 Christmas movies leading up to December 25th and invite you to do the same.